0: Welcome to part three of our discussion with Adam Dorothy Osai. In part three, we discuss some success stories of our work and the importance of role models in mentoring the kids and young adults that she mentors. We wrap up with a description of her grand vision, which is a special kind of school she's working towards establishing. I think you'd be really interested in hearing this. Um, It intrigued me and I have to say, I can't wait to see it when you know, when it comes to fruition. Enjoy.
1: Now, at the end of the day, we still have to sort of stay very, very resolute in passing across this message. Because at the end of the day, look, one thing we are already communicating to them is that that emphasis on money leads to a dog-eat dog, you know, society, dog-eat dog culture, and we all consume ourselves. Right. You know, and they can see that they can see some of that. Um, it also in a certain way especially in societies, small towns where even though the values are eroding there's still strong community values there's still strong family-based values there's still to some sense of what's your father's name or what family do you come from right you know and so even though at the end of the day yes the guy with the money gets access to places and but he still has to overcome the sort of you know the tongue-in-cheek um gossip. Where he's in the room, but people are turning around and they sense that they Morality know that test. yes, they know that these people never really overcome the stigma of you know um, tainted money. Got gotcha. you. You know, so that's what we try to the Omolu Abi sort of philosophy. We try to emphasize on that, that. At the end of the day, a good name, a good name still, you know, is is important. It, we also try to you know emphasize that many if, look. Um, even though we're in a world where to be poor is uh, to be poor and honest is suddenly viewed as being foolish Right, but it has its own reward and this idea that to be good means you'll be poor is a lie mm-hmm. you understand so what to overcome that unemployment is you need to add to your university, your university degree, critical thinking. That the reason why your brother couldn't respond to the unemployment crisis was not because society. Yes, society has its challenges, but that those who you know had went the extra mile to you know go into self development, you know build themselves, add professional. You know, basically, they were more innovative and more um, you know forward thinking and proactive about their own kind of education. They've been over able to overcome these hurdles. So that's what we place emphasis on that it's not about getting a degree and the the, the error of the past was in telling you that getting a degree was enough Mm -hmm. to build a good life that no, the world shifted for everybody including those with with and without the degrees and the truth is those without the degrees by reason of just the fact that they've always had to be more i don't know resilient and adaptive in life maybe they were the fastest to adapt to this Mm -hmm. you know fast rapidly changing world as opposed to the bookish ones but the onus is on everybody in the context of today's society to sort of re-engineer ourselves and so that they're added their newer skills they should they need to add to what the formal systems are giving them that will guarantee them these successes and that our programs are designed to afford to give them these newer skills and they've been tested so we put role models also in front of them one of the things I like to do is always show them stories of those of us for instance who got a chance to visit with President Obama mm-hmm. you know because those things at the end of the day these images no no matter how rich or, or poor I don't know I don't want to call any name. What their icons are, society. They still, everybody still, you know, romanticizes the idea of an Obama. In fact, you have uh, road transport workers, all those NURTW that win and lose elections for politicians. They call themselves Obama, Obama. Obama. To tell you how this far away formal sector individual who was in the leadership track still has an influence in the ghettos, in the gang systems. So at the end of the day, we try to show them images of how. By reading your book, by starting a social impact venture, you had a chance to sit with, you know, the 44th President of the United States. Just to compete. We we know that we're at war with, you know, all the other sort of influences that society brings their way. Now,
2: go ahead. uh, Based on on, on our explanation, I I wanted to ask you, we're in a society right now where the average Nigerian is not, the average home. Doesn't love our present political structure or political or, or political participants. And now, based on what you've said, now how easy or how challenging has it been when you look at the Nigerian context to convince the average child that look at the end of the day, you 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 can't be above these things because one of the things if you tell a child in my area where I live now that uh, you can't virtually be Obama. The only way you can make that person understand obama obama has been gone for close to six seven years now or about and um, who you have right now is not as popular as barack obama and then you're not trying to make an illusion or an understanding of the fact that look, there's a nigerian somewhere the political structure in nigeria doesn't really give them that that opportunity to say let me express myself or let me aspire to be this person because what they hear daily around them are curses and implications on these politicians how do you make them look inwards to this part of the world and say, look, from this part of the world, these are the things that can inspire you beyond the average? Because even the, the videos and all of that, in some of their lyrics, what you find is drug abuse and... And and, um, and in the distant girls. Way, yes, in this way of actually treating the girls, actually. That's, that's the thing. So how do you still communicate that to them, looking inwards beyond the Barack Obamas?
1: Yeah, and one of the things we always do also is to, like, you know, draw contextually relevant role models, local, and there are many. For instance, we did did this exercise in Ibadawa. We're just looking for, you know, like, women entrepreneurs who had, like, you know, women women entrepreneurs who had uh, built and, you know, sustained, like, very impressive businesses locally. And we came up with quite a number of names. You know, we found um, the woman who started... um, uh, this petrol station um, Bovas you know um, and Bovas is a very anywhere you go there's nobody that will not know Bovas in Ibadan or even lorry and some parts like that look at Food Cool you know we brought out names like um some people that own schools uh, and the schools are escaping me now. Seed of Life, the Veil College. There's some also some very huge schools, you know, and women-led. So when you you know what we do is when we find these local examples, and you can even say, oh, do you know that their father's father's house was in this community? It 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 then becomes reachable. It, it's no it's relatable. It's not somebody far fetched in a book that at the end of the day, it's just an abstract person, you know, yeah, 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 somewhere at their deep recesses. But this one is, it's like they can touch, it's tangible. So we show them, we tell them, we point to the house, we point to the business, we show them, this, so they will see the, even the tribal marks on the face. They will be able to tell what, what tribe that mark is, you know, is traceable to. So when you draw these when people can see something i've realized once people can see a thing then they can imagine it then it becomes real it becomes attainable but if people have not seen something so what we try to do is also you know we take them on a lot of excursions we do that we take them to big schools we take them to big libraries we take them to you know um agodi gardens we take them to places because we notice in those fringe communities because of by virtue of the kinds of households they come from this will may have lived you think that 16 year olds would have gone around the Badon, and you discover that they've never left the vicinities of their community so visiting somewhere in um, Ring Road or Jericho it's almost like they've taken a trip to Lagos or Abuja, we do those things so that you can enter into their imagination that it was a person from Ibadan who built this thing too, that it was a person from, uh, you know it was a person from so so and so who also created this thing and that this is the person's story the person grew up in so so and so went to Ijalei primary school in the or you you know we tell those stories so that ah, this people. so when we connect them to the real local role models it becomes attainable and you know it's 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 something that they they also begin to have hopes and aspire to but one thing i also learned is that it's not the truth that persuade, persuades people. Is Repetition is what they see repeated in their lives every day. And at the end of the day, we recognize that we are coming off with a one-off truth. We may only visit them maybe once in a what in a month and tell them this truth but they will go back to their homes every day and hear the repeated lie that they are failures and here maybe see the the mother struggle because she, maybe she was you know illiterate or semi-literate and never had had very limited options and so she also you know begins the cognitive balance the cognitive level in the house the, the home itself is so low the cognitive bandwidth is so low that you just imagine the kinds of conversations happening there there's no you know somebody comes in there's no lights you know this dark is this drudgery there's just that's just there's no inspiration there's no maybe the father comes home maybe he's an absentee father when he comes home he just boxes everybody you know they are used to violence and that's what is repeated in their lives every day. so they're used to chaos and dysfunction these are the kinds of children that we, or young people that we deal with on the daily so we we understand that our own influence if that seed does not take root and germinate there's a lot of thorns that are designed in their everyday lives to to, you know, to squeeze the life out of those seeds that we're trying to take root and germinate so we try to make sure that those seeds are so strong, that the the images we've painted are so real, so vivid, that they hold on to it as their escape and then, because at the end of the day, we can only do so much, what we try to do is to make sure that they will believe that there's a fighting chance so that they will fight to get out of those lives and you know, we can only try
0: So Speaking of fighting chance, um, can you share with us one or two, um, let's call them success stories, or let's call them stories that give you hope, Uh, because I was a teacher for many years myself, and I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's almost impossible to predict what somebody will become or how they will end up because you only have them for a certain window of their lives Um, even if you see them every day you see them for a certain window of the day right and you can only get like a smidgen of an idea of the direction this person is going in based on what you see them absorbing but there are lots of stories that will warm your heart right so can you share a couple of those stories with us
1: the one that you know um, in recent times, I'm holding on to and makes me you know um, feel a sense that mm, this thing is worth it. So there's a young boy who who wouldn't mind if I share his name because he he likes to even follow us for you know um, this guy, his name is Samad now one very tiny boy and i i there was a time i put his picture with his um the consent of his his um guardian who's his grandma on social media because he reminds me of jack ma and i look at all these young children and i just see how our environment is just designed you know to waste potential because i also remember reading jack ma's book and i saw he when he was growing up in that his rural village how run down that jack that's alibaba mm-hmm. how run down he looked and this boy reminds me of him now samad is like i said being raised by his grandma in a very you know um poor community in you know arulogo area or jaw um i don't know the circumstances of his parents but the grandma is just struggling to get by she sells firewood so just picture that kind of life this boy i just noticed him every saturday he's always the first person waiting for the youth center to open
2: mm-hmm.
1: waiting literally for it to open and we'll just sit down in one quiet corner and just be reading so I took out of curiosity one time, I just, you know, we went to him, I went to him and said, Okay, let's read together, let's read. Together. And I discovered he couldn't even read. But he was consumed by the pictures in those stories. This you see this I don't know. So sometimes I, it makes me wonder, are these people born is there a DNA just waiting to be unlocked? Or is it this environment that not it at the end of the day this environment supports that DNA for sure. But I don't know whether he already came, you know, with that raw hunger. I think he had elements of that, I don't know, raw hunger in him. So he would read these picture books, these books and just constantly kept coming. And then we started helping him with, you know, reading, um, uh, what do you call it, exercises. In no time, he improved. Next thing, he got involved in our ICT program, uh, the computer lesson, you know, training program, finished all the modules. When he started with us, maybe he was in Z Primary 6. This boy now, and he's still very tiny. If you see him, you will not see, he's, I think he's in SS2 now. He trains in our youth center. He literally wears like he's the one waiting for again always wait at first to arrive as soon as the cohort the young people come he takes over and at first the facilitator was always trained but they'll just notice that he will keep going around explaining things to the young people in Yoruba explaining to them so that they will grasp it you know explain it he now he now begged for us to give him a we have these jackets that our volunteers wear <laughs> you know that he also and the thing is so huge on him but this boy has transited in the space of since he started coming from a young person who couldn't read at all and was just you know looking at pictures to somebody who gained literacy now has gained ICT digital literacy as well and has stepped into the role of facilitator and trainer this boy is not your 16 he's not yet 16 Wow. I have serious hopes for that boy it doesn't matter where life takes that boy one he has those two skills he has literacy he's able to unlock information in a book I pray to God that no matter what circumstances life brings his way somewhere no he will never no information will be you know lost to him he'll be able to access banking services he'll be able to access you know he'll be able to find his way in a new city he he won't be stranded two he has computer skills which are definitive in the world that we live in today one way or the other he'll find legitimate pathways for himself using these skills So I'm hoping that he can also combine these things to do well academically and just continue on a track that just helps him bring hope to that his grandma, get a job, even if it's a clerical job in the, you know, in the Oyo State Public Service. That is a big leap from obviously what his family circumstances has ever, because I imagine given this, the, the, the profile of that woman I see that, you know, formal sector participation is something that their family has never experienced. But now this boy has the, that chance.
0: You've never been a Never.
1: Never. Okay. So one way or the other, he will earn a salary. I'm hoping that he can combine it with all the entrepreneurship education that we're giving. Maybe he will have a business someday. So I see hope in that picture. Already, we even have started paying him a stipend. So that in itself is, you know, is, is something to celebrate. Because he won't be tempted to go and be looking for money, you know, somewhere else. He has some small income coming. He can start saving. You know, so these are things that give me hope. Apart from all the, the other young people who have gained um what you call recent admission into universities, we have one who is now studying accounting. You know, she was a girl who started with us in JS one oh. and you know, she made it into University of Valorian to study accounting. Another one wanted to study law, didn't get in for law, but they studying English or linguistics, I don't recall. These are successful because in the community these children come from, like I said most of their siblings are, the, the most they've recorded is admission into colleges of education. So this is, you know, it, it's in, it indicates that their academic, um, you know, records are greater, stronger as to gain them admission into these other more sort of prestigious institutions. All
0: right. Now, as we begin to wrap up, I like to take flights of fantasy, All right? Let's assume that you had unlimited resources for one project—a project that you can implement in, say, pardon or southwestern Nigeria or whole Nigeria. Have your pick. Unlimited res- resources for just that one project. What kind of project would it be? What, what would it be?
1: A museum. I have dreams of have, of owning, running, managing a museum that you know basically um, helps young school children experience space. This concept that they study in physics, you know, that they read in their textbooks but they cannot envision, visually can't imagine. And this is something very also um, just because of our emphasis on, you know, spirituality over, over em- science and empiricism. <laughs> you know, um, these concepts are not... I want to have museums that introduce children to, you know, to space, to the planets in a fun way and to even merge it with African mysticism, you know, to, to see if they're visiting, you know, um, when they see the planet orbiting, what's the equivalent in Edu, those witches flying, you understand? So why can't we also curate these things, these experiences so that we, I don't just, Introduce to them a Western sort of figment, but I, 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 I want to have museums all over the country for young children, for young people. You know, museums that I saw something on TV the other day, little cities, and I was like, it was fascinating. I was like, wow, imagine going to a museum where you see Lagos in miniature formats so you see the danfo bus or you see <laughs> third mainland bridge right. you know so those are things I'm, i feel like i want to do if i had unlimited money that's my first project i also want to run a school but you said only one Anyone? so i won't tell you about the school <laughs> a d- different kind of school is it now do you okay. run into I'm- any
2: roadblocks go ahead <laughs> I'm actually very interested in the fact. While you said one, um, the moment you said a different kind of school, I'm actually my ears popped out. Okay. Before
0: (laughs) we go into a different kind of school, we'll
2: make it two projects,
0: right? Okay. But before we go into that, you don't know which
1: billionaire is listening. I will fund my. Sure, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Do you run into any roadblocks with local communities?
1: of course of course i remember the first time i was running a project and i had to so for everywhere you want to access a child or anybody really even a woman they are gatekeepers and because we work with you know people who are not yet there uh, have, have not yet gained independence our mm-hmm. uh, gatekeepers are many i remember my first project i had to um, go through the pta or your state chapter and yeah, you know i thought i'm too. dealing with it Okay. ah see life. for oh, me i thought pta okay parents teachers combined the parent that loves the child the teacher that's the teacher. should be they told us the enemy was the politician so i did and me that fresh out of lagos law practice was thinking that this is about speaking english only to get there and i just was not making headway headway it was until a friend just told me Ah, auntie nobody so then they do am now gave me some you know at the end Low of the day. <laughs> Local tips, so I did, did. I have money? But what I did was I went to go and buy a uh, Multina carton of Multina, you know, to thank them for one project that they did somewhere. I don't even know whatever they did. somewhere. thanking them for that project and then inviting them to consolidate on it by coming for this other project of mine, giving me permission to access this. Per- permission is what I needed. And attendance of Multina, awesome. And it wasn't government it was pta so the, to tell you that this thing is a cultural you know challenge okay. anyway, so Can so I, I also admit speak in
2: their defense please. um can please i also do, speak a bit in their defense because some of those things are also coming from their own experiences as well mm. in the sense that there have been people who had that kind of experience in makoko there have been mm. people who had come you know use them as uh, factual displays mm. And then don't come back to actually implement those things that they 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 they, would like they applied for. You can imagine mm. you, you apply for grants and all of that to say you want to put up a small structure here for people to yeah. read or a small clinic. And at the end of the day, when they are seeing the face of the guy in charge, they're seeing him in the newspaper, bowling yeah. or they're seeing him on social media pages. So. Not all of them, some of them have become so sensitive that when you bring these mm. things, they are asking that after all, we're not going to get anything in, re- in return. We are going to mm. use it to get money somewhere, and then we are just faces that are going to be put there as sofa heads.
1: Mm. I mean there there is the, i mean there's obviously the reality that they're being exploited once you're vulnerable especially in those brackets they're being exploited every day whether it's by these non-profits who come and use them but look in that kind of scenario you painted what would it cost the individual to say oh um come and do a project in our what you call it in our secretariat um for us to be able to you know partner with you blah 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 blah. and because we don't know you and we can't verify your blah 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 you know we would as a way of insurance would like to make you see you make a commitment here first as opposed to asking for his personal benefit at the end of the day the fact that you wanted personal gratis takes away from even that that you know defense or that justification yes they're not doing it to protect the interests of themselves as a community or to protect themselves from being exploited one person sits on that position of negotiation that position of decision making and then uses it to attract self-benefits you know it's a way that he can bargain for himself and his immediate family and that's an abuse of that position an abuse of trust and that's what they all do they they, they they grapple for those positions. They will do everything. They will visit uh, every prophet holy <laughs> on the mountain to get that position, simply not for even the community. But f- for instance, if that PTA man has said, Auntie, you are coming from Lagos, Abbey. You want to do this project? Okay, no problem. I want you to uh, endow a, a scholarship for two children in a debating scholarship or i want you to support this debating club since your project is school's debate in so so and so you know community as opposed to saying uh this is my account number send this to me first you understand so that's the challenge i have with them
2: i have a direct experience actually Mm. um it it, it is in that semi battle actually then i was still into photography and somebody came and said that okay um you know, I was just taking random pictures and the guy came to church in suit. I took him. I just noticed that he kept coming to church and I kept taking his pictures. Sometimes they would say, sit in the auditorium, I would take his pictures. Then I noticed that he started graduating. He started sitting with in after service, he would sit with the ministers. He would get some of his friends. He would say, let them take pictures. Then one day, he asked me to take his picture on the pulpit. He came with a microphone ready. Mm-mm. Yes. He came with a microphone ready and... I took the pictures and then it dawned on me that, wait, this guy is actually going to present himself as a minister. Mm, mm, mm. My experience in Makuko was one where we, uh, with another NGO, and Mm. this guys, one particular guy, you will see that he's actually, he had some level of education, but he would not, he's not, he's never going to leave Makuko, he's been to jail and back. He's Mm. now like a lord, an underground lord there. And he said to me, he said that, uh, we sabi these things. We know as mm. it they go. In Africa, share chef food finish now, Congo, go tell them that three billion and I take share this food. <laughs> Some of our guys they do So mm. now that culture. Over time, increase themselves. So when they see you, they like they are like, okay, now come take us, collect money. Okay, we mm. share the money with us. Mm. We, it's 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 it's. I'm not defending them, but I'm mm. hoping that we would have more 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 organizations like yours that are mm. actually doing the work, investing mm. in the people, and not stealing mm. from what has been donated to the people. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Cool. So let's talk about your school
1: oh great thank you for giving me the opportunity (laughs) so i want to have a school called okay do i let me not give it its name don't give it it. yes let me not before i'm telling you this one that you told me that there's somebody that has been masquerading with microphone and uh, (laughs) let me not come and give out the name of my school here but essentially you know one of the things i feel is a challenge with um like young professionals, young Africans is at, at no point in our, you know, um, growing up or in our leaving the nest, do we make a commitment to the continent? Um, at the end of the day, the average, you know, child in Europe, the average child in, 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 in the Americas, um, through in a in very subtle but very deeply ingrained forms in their education in their you know civic culture in their interactions with monuments in their there's you know there's this embedded commitment to advance on what the founding fathers built it's it's part of them you know but the average you know um, because of how we grew up in scarcity and how our environment is just almost like you have to escape your environment otherwise you'll be consumed by it we, we, we grew up never making that conscious, you know, um, commitment to come back, to develop the continent, to apply our skill sets, you know, to contribute to, you know, advancing it to its next level. And I think it's something that is missing in, you know, the formal education systems, the entire, you know, interactions, just cultural interactions that shape our lives. I want to run a school that is a preparatory school that is like in that gap year between when you're leaving high school and going into the university. You know the proverb, you know the African proverb when you go out, they say uh, remember the home from which you came from. Yeah, you remember understand? The son of so remember of who's the son of who you are. That is the, the philosophy that I want to shape my preparatory school around. That as you go into the world and you acquire skills, you must remember the son of who you are. You must remember the home from whence you came. So what is it simply communicates is whether there's an african on on home soil or there's an african anywhere in the world there is you know an unfinished business with the continent and there is you know an appointment to keep with the continent and so in one way shape or form or the other you have a responsibility to come and develop an aspect of the continent and whether you end up being a you know record setting you know inventor whatever it is because when I see all these documentaries, the men who built America did this, did that, did this, did that. It's just somebody who took their technical skills and, you know, contributed it to one aspect that needed advancing we have so many brilliant people that have come out of the continent but it's like we're incubating for the rest of the world <laughs> and I don't need anybody to come back I don't need anybody to live the you know lives they build built for themselves in the countries they've built themselves you know they build built them in but at some I need to you know raise a cohort of Africans who have that sense that wherever they are in the world they still need to contribute something so they want to come and maybe if it's the healthcare system they want to come and you know ensure that there's a cancer research you know institution or they want to come and you know finally build that railway that connects um, you know uh, you know whatever village whatever village to break down the mountainous regions or to connect the rapid waters you know there's some skills that they're applying in other advanced settings that will benefit us so that's what I'm trying to use my school to achieve so in that gap year children Young Africans will come and attend like a three-month intensive sort of reintroduction to the African continent, its history, its great people, its great journey in civilization that was truncated before colonization but needs to be restarted. Its potential despite the governance, you know, the challenges with governance that continue to hinder our development and our growth. And then it's sort of, um, you know, conversations around how we can be creative within the hostility that African economies and African you know societies represent creative and innovative enough to come and do the things you want to do successfully without dying to do without dying in 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 the place of doing it so that's really what that school is you know so it's not you know the way you have finishing schools in Europe mine is a preparatory school so it's just that one year where I have three months of programming a kind of programming type, sort of you know venture and when they go out and accomplish and gain those degrees and gain those PhDs and gain those you know they will still look back they, just the sense that you have unfinished business with the African continent and you have an a- appointment to keep and you must keep it that's what the school is designed to achieve awesome awesome
2: uh, any questions to wrap up sir uh, I just want to say thank you it's been very enlightening very eye opening And um, I'd like to say that I hope that we can have another episode with you where we'll actually talk about the girl child.
1: Wow, I look forward to it.
0: Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to ask about the girl you talked about in the beginning. Whatever happened to that girl?
1: That's, that's something I I'm, I'm yet to find out. I don't know where she is. So I know that at some point, you know, her uncle, like I said, who was her guardian, left the University of Bad employment. I assume they relocated back to their home state, which was a a bomb State. And that was the era where there were no, you know, phones, no whatever. No Again, Facebook she didn't- no facebook thank you you know she did i don't even know her last name so to tell you that you know even if i said okay let me try and trace this girl i don't even know her last name it was always her first name that you know they were using to repeat. so i don't know the whereabouts but i see i use her as a, like i see many i see the ghost of her everywhere she's she's many girls she's not one girl she's 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 many girls across you know nigeria even in ibadan so i say i always say the ghost of 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 her follows me around you know and i see her all the time so every time i can intervene in the life of a young girl it's almost like um, let's
0: call her mary the ghost of Mary. the
1: ghost of mary yes the ghost of mary so there are many Marys around and i try to you know use my work as a way to um, elevate them and hopefully you know open up further like possibilities limitless op- opportunities for them through an education which i couldn't achieve with her
0: thank you so where can people find you and uh send you money
1: so we have a website <laughs> we have a website and i like that because we do need money so we have a website it's uh, www.myinorg.ng and Mayan is spelled m-a-y-e-i-n Um, And for those who are on social media, we are on all the social media spaces. We are on Twitter with uh, our name is Mayen Org, M-A-Y-E-I-N-O-R-G. The same name on Instagram, M-A-Y-E-I-N-O-R-G. We're also on LinkedIn where we like to reach out to professionals. So we're also at Mayen, sorry, not Mayen, at Mayen, there's no at, but we're just uh, Mayen organization on LinkedIn. Um, did I say Twitter? I talked about Twitter. Babe. Yeah, you talked yes, about My org there. And Facebook, we are www.facebookblahblahblah.myin. Dot, dot so if you just put those, you know, you can reach us. And our, our email, which is the most important, actually, is um, myinorg at gmail.com. We still use open source, sorry. So but myinorg at gmail.com. Again, it's M-A-Y-E-I-N-O-R-G at gmail.com. I look forward to reading from you.
0: Gracias. Thank you again. Um, much appreciated.
1: Merci beaucoup.
2: For those of us who can't speak plain French, we say thank you still.
1: Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast google podcast spotify or wherever you're listening to us right now from it really helps also share like subscribe to the what is nigerian channel on youtube and of course that's where you get all the good stuff we'll see you next time
0: until then your village people will not catch you and nigeria will not end you